Well, lads, for this episode, expect tears. Expect tears. Not because you should expect me to start crying, but because that's a great line in order to guilt you into thinking I'm going to be upset, and that means that you all have to be uh, okay with me. Because apparently, that's how the world works. Whether you do something right or you do something wrong, uh, if you go on to, say, a call with a fellow worker and you are told by someone else to expect tears then uh, maybe just you know let the guilt overtake you there and be okay with the other person even if they wronged you in the past and they've been an absolute nightmare to deal with in the last few months or so make of that what you will but anyways hello everybody welcome back to straight out of client 2.0 with me your host of course joseph dylan tarl you know the crack at this stage there was no episode last week Uh, I do apologise for that. It was just one of those weeks where I just couldn't get around to it. Uh, But you know what? As I said recently, quality over quantity. Um, Me and Alex were actually talking about recording an episode uh, for this week. Um, I think it was actually supposed to be the week before as well. But again, just as per usual with me and Alex, the uh, schedules wouldn't quite line up. And look, at the end of the day, I don't want to uh, insult Alex's intelligence I think he knows that when I get him on here, that, you know, we we provide uh, great content with great conversations, uh, and he knows that. So, yeah, just so Alex knows that. Not trying to insult his intelligence, because, you know, sometimes when you have a bit of banter with people, someone maybe from the outside might look at it and think, you know what, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think that that banter is actually one person thinking it's a load of fun, and the other people thinking that, oh no, that person's intelligence is being insulted. But I'm not going to do anything about it, even though I'm in a position of power to actually do something about it if I do feel like there's a problem. I'm going to sit back on my big fat ass and I'm going to say absolutely nothing about it until someone else who I think is getting their uh, intelligence insulted brings up an issue about somebody else. Right? They bring up an issue about somebody else. But I tell that person, oh, no, 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 no. Even though you know that person has wronged you and the other stuff is all a joke, I think your intelligence is being insulted by the people you're having a laugh with. And you should expect tears when the other person who's been speaking down to you for ages just wants to be your friend. Again, make of that what you will. Some people are going to be very confused by that, but to the ones who know, oh, you fucking know. Let me just say that. To the ones who know what I'm talking about there, you absolutely fucking know. It's it's amazing, lads. I've been involved in so many industries, both you know as a career and as a hobby, be it pro wrestling, martial arts, acting, you know, any type of performance art. And despite all that, with all the pomp and circumstance that goes into those, I would say the biggest and fakest load of crap I've ever been around has probably been to do with sales. And I think, you know, even just talking about sales there made me choke because it's such a disgusting topic at this stage. But uh, everyone knows sales. I, w- I was thinking about this earlier, right? I'm recording this on a day where I-, I went up to the Cork City. I got my hair cut, right? And I was walking around town and I see three different uh, field sales companies uh, walking around the city. So obviously they were doing some... Um, stalls around the city where they you know they they try talking to people who are going about their day doing some shopping you know or maybe at work as well in the city you know just getting around trying to go about their day peacefully before having someone come up to them 
and you know preach this fucking charity or service or whatever it is you know i you know, i see many different companies you know you see some of them are to do with animals others are to do with you know third world countries and the funny thing is right is that these people will tell you these people will tell you that like oh i i care so much about this cause like please don't uh please don't mistake my uh what what was the line i heard before please don't mistake my passion for uh, anger you know when it when it comes to these issues shut the fuck up right i've been on sets i have been on theater shows i've been on pro wrestling shows where there is an incredible amount of timing and preparation and you know sometimes rehearsal maybe not so much with the wrestling stuff but you know planning out spots or whatever right and this is all you know we know what's happening ahead of time or we have an idea of what we want to happen ahead of time but when i tell you that sales is the most fake the most fake thing I've been a part of. Oh my god, I can't actually stress it. I can't stress enough how fake it is. I really can't. Like, I see I see these guys, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but, you know, they wear the blue jackets and they talk about third, uh, third world countries. And I hear them, t- like, saying how much they care about, oh, maybe we'll use, you know, um, Gaza as an example, not the footballer, but the, the region in Africa that, you know, is going through a lot of turmoil and has been for quite a while. You know, and and they're using this these uh you know these troubling times in those countries, saying oh, I care so much about this, and that's why I need you to sign up to this monthly subscription to to help send food over to these people. These people don't give a fuck. These people do not give a flying fuck about these third world countries. Not a single fuck is to be given, which is why you shouldn't give a single fuck if you say no, thanks, I don't want to. And get on with your day. Don't ever feel guilty for that. But the same thing goes for if these people are selling a product. Let's say, you know, a, I don't know, let's say a system that helps manage employees better. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Because do you really think those people behind the phones or behind the emails or behind the LinkedIn messages, do you really think these people actually care whether you like the product or not? No, they don't care. They care to the point where they want you to sign up, but they don't care whether it goes well for you or not after that. They've made their money, and they want to move on. And listen, everyone's got to make a living. Everyone has got to go make a living. we got to pay those bills, you know. There is a cost of living crisis here in Ireland, and I know there's a similar one in the UK, and I'm sure there's other countries as well that are going through some hard times at the moment. And, you know, do what you got to do. But let's not sit here and pretend that... The people who work in sales are as passionate about the products or the services or the charities that they are selling for. And and the biggest lie that anyone can tell you in sales, especially when it comes to those charities, is, oh, I don't make any commission off of this. I don't make any commission off of this. Uh, this is all, you know, I, I heard, what did someone say to me before? Oh, I, I get uh, I get my basic pay, but I don't make any commission. Yeah, yeah, because that makes fucking sense. That makes sense that you're going to get the most basic fucking wage. You know, pretty much in and around minimum wage. But you're going to stand out here in all sorts of weather. In all sorts of, you know, conditions. And sell this product to every single person who walks past you. Or whatever, you know, however many doors you're going up knocking on if you're going around to estates. And you're going to tell me you're doing this for minimum wage. No commission pay. No bonuses. That is the biggest load of bollocks 
the absolute biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard in my life. I, I don't regret getting into sales because, listen, I did learn a lot from it. It made me comfortable talking to people. I think I can attribute a lot of these skills I learned in sales to, you know, into some performances I've had, be it acting, maybe not so much the wrestling, but with the acting. I think I've, it's definitely given me that confidence. I think that uh, you come across enough people that you don't really, you become quite numb to people being nasty or mean to you. But at the same time, bloody hell, I, I look at some people who've been involved in that industry for however many years, and it's just crazy to me, absolutely crazy to me, how they can do it. Like, I have I was in sales pretty much four years. Uh, I did door-to-door sales. I, I did a little bit of sales at, like, stands. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I've done sales over the phone, cold calling and stuff like that. I've emailed people... Um, you know, with you using different softwares to capture work emails. I've used LinkedIn. I have done so many different types of sales and I have just become unbelievably immune to people's reactions, be it good or bad. And I just cannot quite grasp how people... Can the money be good? Yeah, but Jesus Christ. I came to a stage with sales, right, where I realised... It's not really about how well you do. It's about how far can you stick your head up the right people's arse. That is what I've come to realise. I have worked with some people who are phenomenal salesmen and women, right? Both genders. I've seen some great sales. Sometimes, admittedly, I feel like... and I'm not trying to sound bad here, but, you know... Girls, I think, can have a bit of an easier time in sales, but, you know, it's not their fault. But uh, sometimes it's not the sale or the the product that the person reaching out to them wants. Make of that what you will. But when it comes to, you know, the, the people in sales who I've worked with, I've worked with some very, very good salespeople, but they don't get the same treatment or, dare I say, respect that not-so-great salespeople have gotten. Simply because there's a, a bit of a bit of cahoots going on you know there's some people who are like very very close almost to the point where I would say joint at the hip and no matter how they talk to people no matter how much fucking bullshit goes on no matter how many people complain about them nothing nothing ever gets done about it and you get to a stage where you realise nothing probably will be done about it Um, you know sometimes I've seen in sales companies they let a lot of very high up people go You know, you see sales managers leaving, then you see payroll people leaving, marketing people leaving, and none of them get replaced. No, they take the workload, right, that's been lost, and they put it onto somebody else. And then they give out about when the numbers aren't high enough. But they do nothing to help. They say the same bullshit, cliche lines all, you know, over and over and over again, all the time. Like, oh, reach out to me if you need a hand. If there's any issue you have, you can always talk to me. And then you go and talk the uh, talk to these people and it's thrown back in your face and then you sit back and wonder, what's the fucking point anymore? What is the point anymore in actually doing this? I, uh, like, I mean, I thought when I worked in retail that, Jesus Christ, like, this is probably as toxic as it's going to get. You know, you're, you're dealing with people's, uh, people from all walks of life some of I and I and I still stand by this to this day. Some people will just go into a shop to complain. 
know, maybe they do need to pick up milk and bread, but they are going in to complain about something and they want to see how you'll handle it. And it's a great feeling when you're able to shut these people down, but it's not such a great feeling when the shop or the company that you work for decide to stand up for that person instead. Sometimes you get away with it and you get a decent manager who'll actually look after you. Other times, not so much. But I thought back in the day when I was working in a shop about you know 15 minutes from my house, I thought like this is as bad as it's going to get. And then somehow it got worse. And then I went into a factory. Again, roughly 15, 20 minutes away from my house. And I thought, Jesus Christ, there's a very toxic work culture here. And, you know, maybe this is as bad as it's going to get. And then I moved on into door-to-door sales. And I thought, Jesus Christ, this is very toxic. Surely it's not going to get any worse than this. And then I went into cold calling sales. And I thought, okay, slight improvement. But still a bit of toxicity and still a bit of favoritism. But, you know, a bit of a step in the right direction. And then I went to college, which was great. And, of course, you know, I kind of went into that knowing there was going to be a few dickheads. But whatever. I still think the the good outweighed the bad. And I learned a lot about myself uh, going back to college after, what, six years or five years or whatever it was. Then I went into uh, customer protection, which was actually quite interesting. But then you see people who try and, you know, fuck around with the hours a bit. And they try and, you know... Um, tell you that they can't cater to everyone's individual needs but then you realise there's enough staff there that they can do that and you know you just kind of realise you're being fucked around a bit and I thought okay we've taken a bit of a step back here this is kind of going back to the toxicity of retail and uh, field sales door to door sales whatever you want to call it and then we end up coming back to you know into sales after I told myself bloody hell I'm never ever ever going back towards that again and uh, I think you can kind of work out where I'm going with this so the moral of the story is sales is an absolute fucking toxic horrible just fake environment you know anytime I hear someone say I want to create a family environment here I I want uh, I want all this um I want all of us here to feel like we're part of a family. And oh, and even if something goes wrong, you know, families fight. That is by far the biggest load of bullshit. Motherfucker, you're not my family if you're my fucking sales colleague. Doesn't mean that you can't be friends with people in sales. Doesn't mean you can't get along with people, not just in sales, but in any job or, you know, uh, working environment. But to sit there and say this is a family. No. No, your family is your is your family. The family you go home to, or your close personal friends, that's that's family. People who I work a 9 to 5, or sometimes 9 to 6, or half 8 to half 5, even though some people forget that you work half 8 to half 5, and they, they message you afterwards and say, did you leave a bit early today? Even though you had the agreement in place that you work half 8 to half 5, they ain't your family. And don't let anyone tell you that. That's all a guilt trip. And that's all... It, it's very cultish. Very, very cultish. And it's an absolute just load of bollocks. Simple as that. Simple as that. And with all that said, that is my rant over on sales. Hopefully, nobody had their intelligence insulted there. And if you did, well then, maybe I'll just throw on the waterworks and uh, 
you'll feel bad for me and it'll all be forgotten about. Who knows? Who knows? Apparently that's how life works. But anyways, I uh, hope you all enjoyed that mini rant there. That uh, made me feel good. Another thing that made me feel good is that uh, I went back to streaming over on YouTube, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Clone United, which is a bit of a spin-off series of the last Creator Club FIFA career mode that we did. Uh, Turl United, which was such a fun time. Uh, we finished up that, I think it was back in, I want to say September. I think it was, yeah, it was September. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, we've started up kind of a spin-off, which is Tarl United, uh, excuse me, Clown United. Um, I've created myself, I created Alex, I created Porig, and I uh, created a good friend of mine over in England, JJ. We're all in the team, and uh, we're fighting for that European spot. We're in, we're in the FA Cup semi-final as well, so uh, try and tune in if you haven't seen that before. Um, Jiu-Jitsu has still been going really, really well. Uh, I'm going back over the beginner's course for the second time, which is uh, so great because it's it's amazing, like, how much you can forget. You know, I did the first beginner's course for... It was done for eight weeks, but I actually ended up doing six weeks because I was gone for a week when I was in Manchester. And then, uh, unfortunately, the week of WrestleMania, I, uh, I fell quite ill, so I wasn't able to uh, attend that week, which was a shame. But I'm going back over some of the uh, the basics again, which is, uh, it is mad, like, how you kind of, when you forget something, and then you go over it again, you're like, ah, oh, now I remember this. And the beautiful thing, I think, about, uh, especially T45, listen, I've never done jiu-jitsu uh, jiu anywhere else, but uh, the beautiful thing about T45 and my experience in jiu-jitsu is that, you know, you have different coaches, and they'll have different ways of explaining things and breaking things down. And you can kind of take a little bit from everyone and make it your own, you know. Um, we were doing some sweeps last week. And, like, the way I would do a sweep now might be different to the way some of the other beginners will start doing sweeps. It's uh, it's really, really great. But uh, I felt like a new man in there uh, last Saturday. I really did. I just felt like I really fucking needed to just just grapple and fucking roll with some people. And it was such a fucking amazing feeling. It really, really was. And it just went to show that, like, you know, when everyone's there to actually support each other and you're not doing stuff to make yourself look good, you're doing it because, you know, you want to improve, but you also want the other person to improve. And you both have a passion for this thing that you're both doing. And, you know, we're both learning it and progressing from it. Like, that's such a, that's such a great feeling. Unlike, you know, force-feeding bullshit down someone's throat trying to explain to them that they're such an important part of the team and that, you know, if there's a certain seminar they want to go out and do, that uh, they should be asking that person who set up the seminar to pay for them because, you know, they're licking your hole a little bit, trying to make you think that you're, they think you're really important. But really, they're just using that cult-like mentality to try and get you to think that, ah, you know, my, my arse is well and truly being licked here. So, yeah, just uh, that that's, that's the best thing about... When you go into an environment like T45 Jiu-Jitsu, is that everyone's there. They're so fucking just unbelievably cool people. Great coaching and a genuine positive environment that is positive because everyone is having a good time. And not positive because someone is trying to force feed you this family bullshit and getting you to go along with it. I hope I'm making myself clear on this to, uh, to certain people. And, uh, you know, sometimes, lads, sometimes you just wake up, right? Sometimes you just wake up and you just realise life is too short. Whether it's work, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, um, something else you're involved in. I couldn't think of another example there. And you just got to sit back and go, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Like, life is too short to be hanging around a bunch of fake people. 
as as someone who's been a pro wrestling fan my whole life and who is now involved in the industry as a pro wrestling referee, I can't count how many times you have people throw wrestling as fake at you, you know, pretty much every day. And it's so funny because if only these people realized how fake the quote-unquote real world can be all the time, or a lot of the time, it, just, it would just go to show how hypocritical their statement is, trying to call what is very clearly a scripted form and fictional form of entertainment fake. You know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. It's, it really just does boggle my mind. It really, really does. And... You know, it's, all, it's almost like someone trying to take Derby County, right? And they're trying to put them in the same bracket as a, as a mid... Not even a top Premier League team, a mid-table Premier League team. You know, it's like it just doesn't make sense. It's two totally different things. You know, it's like trying, trying to say that Derby are like a mid-table Premier League team and then trying to say that wrestling is fake and everything else in the world is real. It's just they're two statements that just don't make sense. They really, really don't make sense. I'll tell you what does make sense, though. People subscribing to my YouTube channel who enjoy FIFA career mode, they enjoy having, you know, fun interpersonal chats. That's something that, uh, that's something that definitely does not insult any intelligence. It does not bring tears to anyone's eyes. It actually brings happiness and joy, and we have a real positive environment. Again, I hope the message is sinking through here. Also, at the uh, time of recording, we have discovered uh, today that the legendary TV host and uh, former mayor of a certain state, I believe, uh, Jerry Springer, unfortunately passed away at the age of 79 after a short battle with cancer. Very, very sad news. Uh, I was genuinely shocked. It's been a while since I've even heard Jerry Springer's name, and uh, this was not how how I was hoping to hear his name again. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately... He has uh, moved on to uh, the afterlife. Uh, yeah, Jerry Springer, what, what a man. What a man. A again, another example of how scripted entertainment can be so much fun to watch. Like, this idea that something has to be 100% legit and real is ridiculous. Like, once you're telling a compelling story and that, you know, if you are doing something silly, it's done in a way where it can be comedic and it's appreciated that, like, look, that was silly, but I really, really enjoyed it. That's where it comes in. Not, as I say again, you're not in a way where you insult people's intelligence, even if you are just having a laugh and, you know, you're just going to sit down in your hole and do nothing about it and, you know, talk behind people's back, but whatever. But, yeah, but Jerry Springer was um, fantastic at that. Uh, obviously, he did cross over with WWE on a couple of occasions, uh, which I think was a match made in heaven, uh, which was fantastic. So, yeah, rest in peace, Jerry Springer, uh, a legend of television and uh, very, very sad news, and he will be sadly missed. And, uh, of course, best wishes to all of his family and friends who... Uh, very proud, I'm sure, of of the career he had, which is, uh, which is, yeah, it's just a sad day. It is just really, uh, a really, really sad day for uh, for the parish, as we like to say over here. And lads, I think that's where I'm going to wrap this one up. Um, thank you all for listening to this, what some might consider a very strange episode of Straight Outta Cloyne, but to the ones who know, you know. You know exactly what I've been talking about today. You know from top to bottom exactly what I've been talking about today. And uh, 
I'm sure it's ruffled a few feathers, but isn't that life? Isn't that true to life? Sometimes in life, you just got to ruffle a few feathers. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That is the never-ending cough that I've had now for about five weeks. But uh, that's just the way life goes. You you are going to ruffle a few feathers. And as I said earlier, it's it's just too short. Life is too short to be taking ridiculous amounts of bullshit from people who, at the end of the day, just consider you a number. They don't consider you a friend. They don't give a shit about what you're doing outside of the hours that they see you every day. They just look at you as a number and want to fill your head with a load of fucking nonsense to keep you on side. But to that I say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Hope I made myself clear there. But anyways, uh, me and Alex will be back on here again next week. Uh, Those episodes are always a lot of fun. So if there's any topics or... um, you know, any big news or breaking news events that you want me and Alex to discuss, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, There is links to my social media platforms uh, down below in the description, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, RSS, Amazon, whatever it is, anywhere where you get your podcasts, apart from uh, Apple Music, but we'll we'll get on that soon. Um, But yeah, please do let me know if there's anything you would like us to discuss in particular. But I'm sure either way, it would be a great episode. Of course, if there's any questions you'd like us to answer, please feel more than welcome and uh, free to send those on. And I will leave you all now with a classic pro wrestling promo. Hope that this episode has really, really completely just boosted your intelligence and not insulted it. And uh, hopefully there was no tears because if there was, I would probably laugh my ass at you because half you are grown men. What are you doing crying over people that you barely know? But anyways, enjoy the wrestling promo. Me and Alex will talk to you all next week. Have a great long weekend. I don't know if I want to broach the subject of what it feels like personally to lose to MJF. But I can tell you what it means professionally. As a wrestler, you work your whole career to get on a pay-per-view card, to get on the actual card. And when you do, it's guaranteed money. And when you win your match, it's a pay-per-view bonus. Or, as Jim Ross has multiple times referred to and eloquently said, the winner's share of the purse. So what was once professional became personal and is now professional again. And I don't know if I can take it. The lashes, the loss, the ring, the whole thing. The only way I'd be comfortable with it at all is if MJF comes out here right now. Looks me in the eye and tells me he beat me fair and square. What the hell? Jake Roberts. This is unbelievable. This is not an illusion. Wow. Completely shocked Cody. Do you see that reaction on his face? 
got a Hall of Fame guy whose reputation precedes him just walking out unannounced. One of the most dangerous, one of the most devious individuals ever to step inside the squared circle. Getting the scent. Maybe the, scent. the most devious. I hate to spoil the party, but damn, man, I got tired of listening to you crying, bitch. I never cried over one match in my career, and you're gonna let that little punk son of a bitch get you down to crying? He whipped you like a dog. Don't you understand you got your ass kicked? He handed it right to you. But that's not why I'm here. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Hail, mighty Caesar. I'm not here to praise you. I'm here to slay you. The only reason I'm here is I have a client. The dark side will be coming to AEW. And once our roots have taken hold, it'll be like this, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Sorry to the sun. It's been 20 years for me, Cody. 20 years to get clean, to get right. And by God, I earned it. And if you think for one minute that I'm going to uh, be a nice boy and play right, my man, you've got another thing coming. You see, for years, I used to put a snake in a bag just to make somebody think about it. And once you thought about that snake, I had you in the palm of my hand and I wind up spanking your ass. That's what happens. I will be on the outside of the ring when my client faces you. And you can bring that one trick Pony Art Anderson with you. <laughs> my God. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Caesar. Oh, Caesar. What a snake wants, a snake takes. You see, I'm not in AEW to take the whole pie. Just your share. Now, a wise man once told me, never, ever turn your back on somebody you respect or you're afraid of. Wow. What have we just heard?